Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for one more year. Lord, you've given to us one more week, one more Sunday. Thank you, Father. Lord, I want to pray that the Holy Spirit would minister in this place. And I will just be a vessel, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to invite the Holy Spirit here. I want to invite the presence of heaven here. Hallelujah. I sense the presence of heaven here. Would you minister, Lord, that this is your place. Let us decrease and you would increase, Father. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Last week, uh, we heard about God wants to rise us as an ecclesia. That's the theme for this year. Uh, we also heard about another generation needs to rise. It's not just us that needs to rise. The next generation needs to arise. Uh, you know, um, so what do we do after rising up? That We have heard this word that the ecclesia needs to rise. So we're going to start a series on Walk, serve, govern, rule. And uh, today I'll be taking on the walk series. So all of us have received promise from God, right? We have all, the the Ecclesia rising is a prophetic word upon all of us. It is not for just few people. Amen. So what does that mean? As an Ecclesia, as a church of God, as an Ecclesia of God, we have the potential to rise to our call. We have the potential, amen. There is a potential in each one of us, amen. That includes the children as well. So, some of us got a personal prophetic word through the man of God, uh, uh, you know, in, 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 in our recently concluded special meetings. It was excited to hear some of those prophetic word that uh, the man of God spoke over the people. Very, very exciting. So if, but if you haven't received a promise from God, I want to tell you, open your Bible. It's full of God's treasured promises for you and for us, all of us. Amen. So all of us have promises from God. I'm not, I don't think God has excluded anyone from His promise. Amen. That's the great thing about God. You know, even when Jesus, when He was born, He received promise from God. That is Emmanuel, God with us. That he is the son of the most high God and his kingdom will is will be eternal. This is very important that Jesus also had a journey to fulfill his prophetic word. The word that was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, that was spoken by angel Gabriel, that was spoken by different, different kind of people. He had a journey to fulfill. He had a walk to take. Amen. He had a walk. Abraham had a promise from God to leave his family. To leave. To leave his father, his mother, his brother, everybody. And he had to start by leaving his father's home. Elijah had a journey. Every one of us had a journey. You cannot bypass this journey. You cannot bypass this walk. God has a walk for each one of us to that promise. So there is a walk from here to the place where you are currently, wherever you are, to there. That's the walk. Amen. You know, Jesus, he he had all these promises. 
But he did not sit back and think that, okay, all the God's promises will be fulfilled just like that. You know, in the, in the, when he was in the age 12, he was found lost by his father and mother. And he was found in doing his father's business. Amen. The Bible says that he increased in stature. Amen. He increased in stature. He grew in favor of God and man. So there was a walk that Jesus walked. So you and I, we are not excluded from this walk. We have a walk to that promise. Amen. We all like promises. But I want to tell you, sometimes that promises is a marathon race. It is not a sprint. You know the difference between sprint and marathon? Sprint is like, uh, say, 100 meter. You reach there. Marathon, probably you'd run the whole country. Alright? So, Jesus had a walk. Uh, John the Baptist, the Bible says, when all the region around Jordan, he had to leave his mother, he had to leave his father, and he was preaching the kingdom of God, where? In a desert. The promises of God is fulfilled when you are intentional about it. It does not happen accidentally. You and I, we need to be intentional about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And one of the things that we need to shift focus is that we have to shift focus from attending church on Sunday, hallelujah, to walking with God and the people of God. Somehow it is soothing for our hearts that we attend church on Sunday. Generationally, we have been taught to attend church on Sunday. There is nothing wrong. Hallelujah. There is nothing wrong. But what happens when our focus is just attending? When our focus is just attending, we all like to see the exit door. Hallelujah. I remember... Uh, during my undergraduate days, I, I uh, studied in a college which was run by a traditional Christian church. So my hostel warden was a priest. Well, every Sunday, if we are staying in the hostel, we had to attend. Uh, we had to attend the chapel. It's mandatory for us. So on Sunday morning, just, uh, the mass starts at six. We have to be there. So the priest would start the mass and he would, his eye was like a scanner. He would scan from one end to the other end to see which all boys have attended the class, I mean attended the mass. So immediately I would look into his face to saying that, you know, I would, my look would communicate that, hey father, I have attended, okay, I'm there. So if he would look into my face, I would just give a small smile. Uh, So just to communicate that I'm attending. And immediately when he turns to the altar, we would go through the exit because the attendance is already marked. I want to tell you, all of us, some of us, we come here, we want to go, we we are looking at the exit. Maybe our stomach is calling, hunger, I know. All our children has been, you know, we have children have exams. Hallelujah. But when we come to church on Sunday... Or whenever the community gathers, I want to shift focus from church gathering on Sunday, and I want to focus on whenever the community gathers. Let us shift our focus from attending to being transformed. To being transformed. Exodus chapter 33. We see 
you know, one set, one nation that was doing the attendance thing. Here is a nation that is doing the attendance thing. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it Tabernacle of Meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle. Whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and entered the tabernacle that uh, and all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door and all people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from his tabernacle. See, Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp. And I want to tell you, Moses' tent became the tabernacle of the Lord. Hallelujah. And this was far from the tents of the people uh, of, of Israel. Israel saw the pillar of cloud. They stood at the tent door. They like to give attendance. They like to say, God, I'm here. God, I'm here. Don't cause any harm to my home. I'm here. I'm watching from the sidelines. But God, he spoke with Moses face to face. Hallelujah. And I sense that it was God's desire to come to every tent. It was God's desire to come to every tent, not just to the tent of Moses. And you see, here was Moses, uh, uh, Moses in the tent, and uh, so here was Moses having a walk with God. We spoke about walk, serve, govern, rule, and here was uh, Joshua. He did not depart from the tabernacle. Joshua was serving the man of God, and the man of God was walking with God. Hallelujah. Many of us are okay for the pastors or the prophets to be in the tabernacle of God. But some, hallelujah, but but God wants to come into every tent. Amen. Just tell God wants to come into my tent. God wants to come into my tent. Amen. That's the heart of God. A Sunday Christian would be like that Israelites. They would like to meet their needs, go home, Hallelujah. See God on a Sunday from a distance and then go home. But God is raising a Joshua generation. God not only raised a Moses, but he was also raising a Joshua generation that will not depart from the presence of God. I want to tell you, hallelujah, there are some blessings exclusively for the Moses and Joshua's. And I want to share what that is. Because you are born again, the Lord will bless you. Amen. But there are some exclusive blessings. That is for those who hang around in the presence of God. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6 to 8. This just blew my mind. Now here is Miriam and Aaron rebelling against their brother Moses. Then he said, hear now my words. God is telling, hear now my words. I know what you guys have been speaking. Now hear now. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Which is, which is actually God saying, you are no prophet. If I was a prophet, I would say. Here is God stepping into the defense of Moses. 
I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and not in dark saying. And he sees the form of Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God is saying to Miriam and Aaron, you guys should have been afraid of the one that I am talking to. You should have been afraid of the one that I am talking to. You guys should have been afraid of the one that hangs around in my presence. You should have been afraid to speak against the one that I am talking very plainly. I am not using any figurative speech. I am talking to Moses as a friend. Plainly. You should have been afraid. Hallelujah. God wants to talk to us face to face. Plainly, hallelujah. And this is a trance, and it doesn't happen one day. I was thinking about this. I don't think this Numbers chapter 12, it was, Moses was daily walking with God. It is not an event. Moses had a daily experience of walking and talking, and because his tent became the tabernacle of God. The Bible says Moses took his tent, pitched it outside, and called it the tabernacle. Others tend to remain their own tent. But Moses' tent became the Lord's tent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to invite all the church for a walk with the Lord. You know, the Bible says that we are greater than Moses. Anyone who is least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Hallelujah. God wants us to build together. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 to 22. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with saints and members of the household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord in whom you are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. We are called to be built together. Amen. Hallelujah. That is why God wants us to thrive as a community. Now, God doesn't have a plan where we are built individually. I'm not talking about your personal time with God. I'm not talking about your personal devotion. Yes, there is a building up together, but it does not happen that we are hurt with people and we isolate ourselves. No, no, no. We are called to God where God wants us to build together. Collectively. Amen. God wants to build us as a community. Now the problem is that when we come together, we have different personalities. One person might be a morning person, the other person might be a night person. We may like a few people, we may not like a few people. But that's how God builds us up. He knows, He's setting us up when He's saying that I want to build you together. He knows that there could be some problems. Hallelujah. When we send our children to school, we send them not just to study, but to learn from other kids. When there is a difficult ch- a child in the class, do we tell, okay, I'm going to take you out from the school. No, we don't. We tell the child, you got to work along with that child. 
In the same way, when God is building community, I, He says to us, I know that there is a difficult person, but I want you to know that you are also a difficult person. That's how God builds us. Amen. And building us to be what? We are called, we are building to be a holy temple to the Lord. Hallelujah. I know individually we are also the temple of the Holy Spirit. But in our gathering today, amen, in our larger gathering, there is a holy temple in the Lord. And that happens when we come together. If you're coming and trying to mark attendance just like how I was attending the Mass, hallelujah, we're not going to be built together. That is why it is important for us to be built together with the other men and women of God. Now, unless you walk with them, hallelujah, how can God build you along with them? Now, this is God's great plan to build us with the, the teaching of the apostles and the prophets. So this teaching would be there and he was going to build us up with this teaching, this, with this word of God. Together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how does our walk need to be? Amen. How does our walk need to be? I, I want to tell you that everybody in this, in this, uh, you know, in this hall, God has a plan and a purpose. God has a plan and a purpose. Everybody is included for God's plan for us. Amen. And we need to understand that and that will help us to come together. Hallelujah. So how does our walk need to be? First, our walk need to be, we need to walk as Jesus walked. I want to tell the church, the standard for our walk is a walk of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And 1 John 2 verse 6 says that he who says he abides himself, he abides in him, ought himself also to walk as Jesus walked. Amen. All of us have a walk and God wants us to walk as Jesus walked and heaven will not lower the standards. Heaven will not lower the standards. The walking like Jesus is the only standard we have. Yes, we can learn from Moses and Noah and everybody. Hallelujah. But the main standard that we have is the walk of Jesus. So if Jesus walked where he only attended the church or synagogue in those days, I think we can also just do that. But that is not how Jesus did. Amen. Jesus did life together. He brought 12 disciples. Then he, he, he sent out 72. Amen. Hallelujah. That's how he did. That's how Jesus walked. And then he, spe- he spoke the kingdom of God. He preached the kingdom of God. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. That's how Jesus walked. And this is the walk that Jesus, God wants us to walk. For us, every, for this, for this assignment, God has given us every resources. The Holy Spirit, the word of God. Amen. He has given us faith. He has given us grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to walk as Jesus walked. I want to pray hallelujah for a minute. I want to tell the church that it is possible to walk as Jesus walked. Some of you are thinking that it's impossible. I want to tell you that it's a lie of the enemy. The Bible says, if the Bible says that we ought to walk as Jesus walked, I believe that we can do that through the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is not impossible. It is not impossible. Hallelujah. Father, I want to pray that we will walk as Jesus walked. 
We will not compromise on it. We will not compromise. Where you heard from the Father and you did what the Father spoke. And I pray all of us, Lord, will hear from the Father. We will not run away from problems. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God, there is a... I said to the Lord, saying, I have a solution to every problem. I have a solution to every problem. Just walk with me. Just walk with me. Just seek me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said to the Lord, saying, however messier is your situation, Whatever mess your situation is, the Lord can change that in an instant. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. So we need to walk as Jesus walked. And the second is, our walk should be worthy of His call. Ephesians 4, verse 1 to 3. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, what does this mean? God wants us to walk worthy of His call. It means that we have to conduct ourselves in a way that our walk should show that this God is the one that called us. That we have been called by God. Hallelujah. And we are, our walk should be such a way that it shows godly standards, heavenly standards. That is why the Bible says to walk worthy, amen, of the calling with which you are called. Say that I am called. All of you, I am called. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the next aspect of our walk should be, our walk should not be an informational walk. It should be a transformational walk. Amen. It should be a transformational walk. So don't walk with the wrong kind of people. Hallelujah. I'm not saying don't, I'm saying don't have fellowship with the wrong kind of people. Hallelujah. And when you walk with God, it is going to be a transformational walk. God wants our lives to be transformed. So when God, so, so for when we walk with the right kind of people, we will have a transformational walk. Sometimes we are in pain. We are in rejection. Hallelujah. But to reach that promise, God will help us into a transformational journey. A transformation from pain to joy. Transformation from addiction to freedom. Transformation from, hallelujah, from low self-esteem to the right self-esteem. God wants us to go through that transformational journey. I want to tell you, other people can just help you in this transformational journey, but God is the one that takes you to the end. I had a transformational journey myself. I had low self-esteem, but one encounter from God changed the perspective. And I began to think into according to how God thinks about me. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the uh, Enoch. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21 to 24. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And after he got begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. You know, Enoch walked with God for 365 years. After 65 years, he got a son. It is named Methuselah. So something happened that made him to walk with God. Uh, whatever that was, he began to walk with God. 
I don't know what happened with the baby. He walked with God, but he was no longer seen. It took him to a transformational journey. What happened in the age of 65 took him to the next 300 years, gave him the fuel for next 300 years. A walk with God can transform you. Amen. When Peter met Jesus, he was an impulsive fellow, but on the, but on the Acts chapter 2, he was a leader, ready to lead the church. Peter had a transformational journey. Timothy walked with Paul, hallelujah, and it transformed him. You and I, when we hang around, when we are built together in the house of God, you are go, whether you realize it or not, you are going through a transformational journey. Whatever God tells you, and you obey, you will get into a transformational journey. I remember, three, four years, I know I have told this example of one time before, um, I heard from God from the book of Isaiah chapter 45. I'll give you treasures of dark places. Now I'm thinking, Lord, what is this dark place? And the answer, I want you to listen to this. I answer didn't come in one day. The answer came by constantly seeking him. God, what does this word mean? What does this word mean? I had to meditate, I had to ponder, I had to meditate, I had to ponder, I had to meditate, I had to ponder. And one day I got the breakthrough. I understood that God was trying to tell me something about my workplace. It's the glory of the Lord to conceal a matter. The glory of kings to search it out. Amen. So I took time for almost one, one and a half months. I realized that there's something the Lord wants me to do in my workplace. And I felt the Lord telling me, I want you to reach out, not only to your peers, but also to your managers. And I didn't have a clue about, I didn't have any clue about how to do this. I was not trained. I had no idea. I was just uh, uh, an introvert fellow sitting in a, in, a, in a room there and trying to type and do stuffs. And I haven't done any sessions or things like that. And the Lord began to build me and the Lord began to give me some confidence. I remember the first session that I had was an utter flop. Nothing worked out. But after that, one of my colleagues came and told me, Thank you. And I'm thinking it's a flop. I'm thinking, God, this is not good. This is not good. Why why is this? I look so, I'm looking so bad in front of people. But one person came and told me that thank you so much. It really helped. And this was a person from a different background. Thank you so much. So I realized that I don't need talent. I just need to do what God is telling me with all what I have. Amen. All what I have, I don't need to have an extra dose of talent inserted into me. If the Lord has spoken something, He is faithful to do that. But we need to be willing to put our dignity on that altar. We need to put our reputation on the altar. And I am actually, I was quite senior, and I had juniors under me, and I was thinking, God, what will they think about me? And I heard the Lord saying, put your reputation in the trash can. Amen. You got to put our reputation under the trash can. I'm no longer worried about failure. Amen. 
Hallelujah. On that day I send it to the trash can. Lord, bring it on, Lord. From failure there is a brokenness. Amen. I've realized that every time I fail there is a brokenness. And in the brokenness there is a ministering by the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you have enjoyed that. I, when we go through that brokenness, it is not very enjoyment. Hallelujah. But when we come out of it, we are really enjoy, we really enjoy the ministering by the Holy Spirit. That in that brokenness, the Holy Spirit will minister. Hallelujah. Sometimes I think, God, why am I, why am I not broken? Put me into a, I don't want to say this, but <laughs> put me into a problem that can make me broken. The sacrifices of God are a broken and a contrite spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of us think that, you know, uh, I want to tell you, God answers prayers. You know, I was, I, I had no ability. All I did was to pray. And some of us think that only God answers certain people's prayers. Maybe pastors or prophets. I want to tell you that's a lie of the enemy. I want to tell you that's a lie of the enemy. God answers even little children's prayers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you a story. A pastor was walking through a forest. A mighty man of God. And he saw, suddenly he saw a lion. The lion came charging to the pastor. The pastor being the mighty man of God, folded one knee like this. In Jesus name I command you to stop. The lion came to a screeching halt at the feet of the pastor. The lion was looking with, who is, how does this guy have the audacity to tell the king of the jungle to stop? And the pastor, quite pleased with himself, said, Lord, this is cool. At your name. And he lifted his hand up and said, Lord, at your name, even these wild animals, they shut their mouths. And the lion looked up to heaven and said, God, thank you for my daily bread. I want to tell you, God answers prayers of everybody. Hallelujah. Be it a lion, be it a pastor, be it a child. God loves to answer prayers. Hallelujah. He will help you to take you into a transformational journey. Every every uh, promise that God has spoken to you, write it down, amen, and pray over it. Hallelujah. You will suddenly feel, suddenly sense ideas from heaven. I want to tell you ideas from heaven. Thank you, Lord. And I want to tell you the next walk. Next kind of walk or the kind of walk that God takes us is something that we don't like. It is called patient walk. When it comes to the promises of God, you need to be patient. I put my fingers in being impatient and I've burned it big time. I have concluded a walk with God needs to be a patient walk. You know why? Because God is patient with us. And he expects us also to be patient with him. And I want to tell you, God knows what he is doing. God really knows. God is really good in his job. Amen? God is good in his job. So we need to be patient in seeing those promises being fulfilled. Hallelujah. I want to uh, look into Hebrews 6, chapter 11, uh, 6 verse 11 to 14. 
And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish. I want to tell you church, do not become sluggish. When it comes to your promises. I know it may delay a while. Do not be sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. They say patience is faith in slow motion. So when God made a promise to Abraham, he could swear by no one greater that he swore by himself saying, surely blessing I'll bless you. And multiplying I'll multiply you. And so after Listen to this. After he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. The Bible says that Abraham, Abraham had to patiently endure. And I want to tell you, how many of you are sons of Abraham here? We had to patiently endure. Amen? Amen? Uh, You know, many times we are not patient. When you walk with God, there is no option but to be patient. God is very patient. Amen. For him, thousand years is like one day and one day is like thousand years. I don't know how that works out, but it just shows that God is a very patient God. Amen. So you will inherit the promise if you are patient. I want to assure you, please don't try to microwave your promise. You have to be patient. Sometimes I feel God, God is, you know, you have to walk in God's pace. If God is slow in walking, I want to tell you, it's because God knows that's the best space for you. When my little children were toddlers, I don't run fast. I go in there, I I know which is the right pace for them. So God knows what is the right pace for you to fulfill that promise. And I want to tell, even the snails reach their destination. Even the snails reach their destination. David had a slow walk to his promise. Abraham had a slow walk to his promise. And sometimes we feel that God is very fast in moving certain things. Hallelujah. And we need to be moved. I sometimes say, God, this is too fast. I don't don't think that I, I can do this right now. I feel stretched. Amen. So when God is moving in a faster pace, we move with faster pace. When God is slowing down, we or when God is slow, we got to slow down. And if you try to sprint ahead, I want to tell you, God is not going to be manipulated by your sprinting ahead. God will move only in His pace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I want to tell you about sometimes we've got to walk with God in the unknown. Peter, in Matthew chapter 14, they were all, they were on a boat walking on this, they were on a boat. Peter answered, Lord, and Jesus was walking. Lord, if it is you, Matthew 14 verse 28, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on water. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, began to sink. Lord, save me. Sometimes we need to ask God, God, can I do this? I know this is 
this is new for me but i am sense i am i'm imitating you i'm imitating you lord i know that i saw you walk on water and therefore i want also want to try it is it possible lord sometimes we need to walk with god in that unknown but i want to tell you it is no it is a known for god god knows that at his word can you step out at his word only can you step out i know we like to be in that safe zone where we want to be isolated we don't want to be a part of community but at your word will you want to come out peter walked on water it was an unsafe zone for him the other disciples they were happy being in the boat but there was a peter hallelujah who wanted to try it's okay if the lord would say no but maybe the heart of god was for you to step out into that water into the unknown only thing do not fear i sense the lord saying to some people to step into the unknown <coughs> sorry you are you have you do not know what will happen and i want to pray the bible is saying that he is emmanuel god with you amen <coughs> thank you lord the lord wants the church to walk with him in the unknown the holy spirit is here the lord wants us to carry his cross carry our cross jesus carried his cross luke 9 was 23 to 24 if anyone desires to come after let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me there's a walk where you follow jesus a transformation journey a transformational journey denying ourselves taking the cross father i want to thank you lord for you have called all of us to build life to build community to walk with you to walk with the other men and women of god I said the Lord wants to lift up weariness from the church. You're weary, you're burdened. You failed repeatedly. The Lord says, "Come. Come to me all who are weary and burdened. I'll give you rest." I'll give you rest. Can I have every eye closed? If you're feeling weary and burdened, you're finding finding it difficult, Lord. This is too much for me. This is too much for me. I can't bear this. 
I want you to remember you are called to be built together. Calling to build together. Just want you to raise your hand. One of the leaders will come and pray for you. If you are feeling weary, if you are feeling burdened, Lord, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands up. That the leaders will see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, shift or take away tiredness from our midst, weariness from our midst. Let the rest of God fill people. Let the rest of God fill people. Oh, hallelujah. Let God's rest fill people. Let God's rest fill people. Some of you, I sense that that you are tired of not seeing your promise. I want to say all promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. Hallelujah. Who karabi ribidi? Hal nandana rarantana or karantana. Lord, I want to pray. As an ecclesia rising, you would give our young man visions, the old man dreams, based on the prophecy of joy, and declare upon the church, let us rise as the ecclesia. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sense the Lord giving purpose to somebody here. You have walked in without purpose. And I want to pray purpose. Or you are asking God. God what is the purpose of my life. And I want to pray. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. You reveal to him. What is the purpose of that person's life. If anybody needs prayer. You can just raise your hand up. We will continue to pray. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just raise your hands up. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I want to invite the Holy Spirit here. He's here. Amen. He's here. And this is the altar of the Holy Spirit. I sense the Lord is saying that I am a God who restores. God who restores. He's restoring families. He's restoring relationships. Thank you, Father. Let it be a moment with you, God. This is your moment. Father, I thank you for this word. But I want to pray that we will walk with you. We will be transformed in this walk. We are built together, God. We are not called to be isolated. 
Father, we pray that we will have, we will endure to the very end. That we will be like Abraham who through faith and patience inherited the promise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.